My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Hey, welcome back to this week's episode. This is part two on masculine and feminine energy. So again, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go listen there first. I really explain these energies and explain how to create polarity within your intimate relationships um, using these energies. So again, I've said this before, I'll say it again, but, but learning this has been a game changer in my marriage and I want that for other women. I want to um, say again that these energies are not gender specific, but I'm going to be spe- speaking directly to women who desire to 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 show up more in a feminine energy. And you know that you're that's your true desire if you really are attracted to males with more of a masculine energy. So males that can lead and be more direction focused and um, protective, right? So if that's before I even knew this, I knew that. I knew what I wanted in my partner. I just didn't know how to get that. And I didn't know what I was doing to block it. Okay. Um, So again, the question, uh, well, actually, let me back up. In last week's episode, I described both energies. Um, One trait I think I, I briefly mentioned, but I didn't go into that I think it's important to mention here is that masculine energy is very grounded and very still. So again, when you just watch women and men talk, like men barely move. They just communicate very clearly and and directionally and and that's what they do. Women, especially women in their feminine energy, they move, they flow, their hands are going, their bodies going. Sometimes they're a little all over the place, right? And really knowing that and honoring that, it's helpful. And it's it's all by design. Okay? So masculine's very still, feminine um movement is a is a big way to kind of get in touch with both energies. Um, and again, you know, I, I know this is going to be really important when women women want to know how to get into their feminine energy. Um, a big tool that I use is movement. Okay, and that's why. So the question becomes naturally: Okay, these energies are interesting. I'm definitely out of balance. So now what? How do I get more into my feminine energy, and how do I call my husband into his masculine? And again, this is a big conversation that I'm going to really simplify. Um, So I I can imagine that we're going to be coming back to this topic. And if this is something that's interesting to you, please let me know that because I can bring on experts in the field. Like I, I can, I can dive more into this, more into details, um, but I, I really want to hear from you guys. So make sure you let me know, leave a review, send me a message on Instagram. I'll drop all my information below. Okay. So first thing that you can do is more of a a don't do. (laughs) Don't do what I did. So when I first started learning about this, um, I would send Paul books and podcasts and I would, I would 
tell him he needs to be more masculine, (laughs) which is really the most emasculating thing you can do. Right. And we joke about it now, but, but I, I just wanted him, like it was, it was, it was really clicking for me and I wanted it to click for him. That's not how you get your partner to, to get more into the masculine, because here's the truth. Most women, when they understand this, they're like, okay, yes, I want to get more in my feminine and I want him to be more in his masculine. They go about it in a really masculine way, right? The way I just described, like uh, being critical, like being really direct, forcing, pushing somebody into something like that's a very masculine energy. So the answer is to actually pull back. It's to exaggerate your preferred pull. So if you want more of a masculine man that can lead and protect and stay grounded, then you need to fall more into your feminine, which naturally is going to invite him into the masculine energy in order to create that, that in order to keep that polarity. And it's really cool. I kind of did this before Paul knew about it, but now that he knows about it, like we both can kind of dance and play with this. Um, and it, it really works, you guys. So again, most women, we, you guys want to process, but that's masculine. So there's no process. There's no five-step things to do to get into your feminine, but you can start to slowly just pay attention to different areas in your life that you, you are very controlling of and just slowly let go of that control. Because as you let go of that control, so an example would be letting your spouse make decisions on dinner, right? How many of you women listening tell your husband, you decide what's for dinner. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. You just decide. And then he decides and you say, nope, nope, we're not having that. And then you just veto his decision, right? And all the hands go up (laughs) because this is common. And I did this for years. Sometimes I still do. But this is a real example of how little by little we are taking over the masculine. We are are basically parenting him. We are telling him that we know better, that we are the leader, we are in charge. And again, when you're in your feminine, it doesn't mean you never have an opinion or you're just this like damsel in distress or this doormat. Like that's not what I'm talking about. But it does mean that you can find areas in your life that you do control and you actually want him to step up. Those are the areas that you can start learning to let go of and pull back on, right? Like in in my family, for example, when it comes to vacation, I enjoy planning the vacation. I enjoy planning the details. Paul is way more laid back. Like that's my jam. It doesn't overwhelm me. Awesome. I can stick in that energy. Like that works for us. That's great. But on the actual vacation, when I'm there and we're walking through the airport and we've got to book a hotel and whatever, some stranger is talking to me. Like I really want Paul and his masculine energy. And so in order to do that, just imagine that, imagine being a mom, you know, you've got however many kids you have, you're walking through the airport. Like literally, this is like a really simple thing you could do. Let your husband lead, let him lead and, and, and ask like, I don't know, babe, what do you think we should do? Or or where do you think we should go? Or let him go up to the the, this is something that that happened to me with with Paul. It's so little, but it's it's so true. I used to take care of everything. Not because he wasn't capable of it, just because I honestly didn't trust that he could do it. So I didn't allow him to do it. I would just take over. I would go up to the register. I would um, you know, get our bags checked, pay for it, do all the things. And then I would basically be mad at him. <laughs> so that's like a little example of like, just pull back, 
pull back and ask him, like invite him to take on that role. Hey, babe, do you mind doing this? Do you mind going up to the register? I'll stay with the kids. You stay back in the more nurturing, flowy, fun, creative role. Like stay back in that. Let him do that little part. Let him do that masculine part. Give him a job. Give him a mission. And honestly, Paul did great with it. (laughs) A lot better with it than I normally do. So again, that's just a, a little small example. Um, I also want to let you know three things that both the masculine does not want and then three things that the feminine wants. Um, and you can take these and sort of play around with them about as far as like, how can I invite my partner into, into their preferred energy? Okay. So this is for men and women. So the masculine, they do not want to be controlled, criticized where they do not want a closed off partner. Okay. So they, they don't, they don't know how to respond. Um, and a lot of times they will either come at us with their masculine energy or they will just retreat and shut down. Okay. And if you're listening to this, don't, you know, give yourself grace. Like you only know what you know. And, and this was me for a really long time as I tried to control him into basically being the masculine or being the man or being the leader or criticize him, or I would just shut down and hope he would figure it out. Right. So for the feminine, as we start to really learn to kind of slow down and regulate, take responsibility for our experience and even better ladies learn how to communicate it from an open heart instead of blaming or attacking, what it does is it calls the men in our life, our partner, it calls him forward into more of a masculine role. And that's what I've been experiencing over these last few weeks is the more that I just, I'm still, I still go through all my emotions and my moods and whatever. Like I'm still me, but I'm, I'm not, um, I mean, just think of men when they experience like an emotional upset or something, they, they stuff it down and they just like, they just get angry at the world, right? Instead of approaching it that way, I I soften, I soften, I open up about what's going on and how I'm feeling and my experience, which is super or has been super uncomfortable for me in the past. But as I do that, it's amazing. Like he, like I said, men, masculine, they love a mission. So he, he's great at at coming alongside of me when I'm not attacking him and really holding space and just being that container for me. Like we talked about in the first episode. Um, and again, I work with a lot of women, especially moms who are overwhelmed with chores and managing kids and finances and all the activities and all the things. And, and we forget, we forget that our spouse our spouse is not our child, right? So talking to them in that way, it doesn't communicate what you really need from them. It doesn't tell them that you're struggling. It doesn't tell them that you need help. It tells them they aren't succeeding at their mission as a husband. And it it, it really does. It makes them step back, right? And I know logically we know this, but but again, this is a dance. So if you are controlling or criticizing or closed off, do not expect a husband to be a leader and a protector and a provider, right? Like that, it, it, it's it's not going to invite them into that role, okay? Okay, the feminine. So the feminine desires three things too. The feminine desires to be seen, to be understood, and to be protected. So this is a big one. And men, this one's for you. Ladies, feel free to send this to your guys. Um, 
masculine energy is very logical and solution focused, right? So oftentimes when your partner who is in her feminine energy comes to you with a problem, it is natural to want to fix it, right? It is natural to want to solve it. And this is something I work a lot with my clients on, on understanding, first of all, being able to share it in an open way, not in a critical way. Okay. That's the first part. Second of all, for the men, like really explaining to them that, that it, it, it's, it's about just seeing and witnessing me, um, you know, in my experience. So one of the things I'll just give like a, a tangible example of Paul and I, um, I would come to him and I would say like, I'm just feeling super disconnected because that's the other thing about the feminine. The feminine is very connected to love. The masculine is very connected to freedom. So if you are in your relationship and you feel like you're the only one that's concerned about your connection and you feel disconnected, instead of using that as like a, my husband doesn't care, just like honor that within yourself. That's a gift that the feminine brings to the masculine. Sometimes the masculine is not focused on the relationship, not because he doesn't care, because he's focused on his mission or whatever he's doing, leading the family, providing financially. And so it really is our job, our gift, our role to bring them back into the relationship. Okay. So that, that shifted a lot of things for us too. Um, and, and maybe it'll shift things for you, but you know, I will, I will come to Paul and I will say to him, Hey, like, I don't need you to fix this. And and that'll be the first indication that he can just listen. Right. And he, and again, he, he's very grounded. He's very still um, with his breath, with his posture. Like it, 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 it's, I guess you have to see it to really feel it, but I feel so seen when he responds that way. The old way he used to respond is I would come to him and I would say, like, I'm just feeling really disconnected. I feel like you're not present. And I could say it in the most loving way in the world. And he would just defend. He would just go into masculine mode and and defend who he is, defend his character. And really kind of, I always described it as like he was holding a fly swatter and he was just swatting what I my experiences away. And it didn't make me feel seen or understood. It definitely didn't make me feel safe in bringing this to him. So one thing he has started to learn and do, and it's been super helpful, is he, he it's not it's not that he has to agree with what I'm saying, but it's not about agreeing. It's not about right or wrong. The feminine just wants to be seen and understood. So sometimes for him to just sit there and say, I hear, I hear that that's your experience and thank you for bringing that to me. I hear that. Um, our mentors told us to say this. So we, we kind of say it in jest, but, but I like it. It's, 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 I really like saying it, um, but he'll go, thank you for sharpening me. And again, we got this from our mentors, Brandy and her husband, Bobby. Um, but I love this because it allows me again, to feel like my experience is being witnessed and seen and it's understood. And honestly, that's usually all I need. And then I'm good. I'm good that I've explained to him, Hey, in this moment, you know, I feel really disconnected. And then we, we together come up with, okay, how can we kind of bridge this gap? How can we feel more connected? And, and we move forward instead of it becoming about what the person's saying and they're wrong. That wasn't my intention and blah, 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 blah. Right. Like two masculines just going at it and fighting. Um, it, 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 it's, it's really cool. So I've been doing the same for him too, right? Like, it's not just, I have to, we have to like switch energies. It's, it's like I said, you want to find the balance of energies within yourself too. So when he comes to me and he's sharing an experience, I just give it when he's giving me feedback about myself. Like I just listen and thank you for sharpening me. That's our response now. And I love it. It's been amazing. Um, 
Okay. So yeah. So that's really like, again, in order to get more or in order to call your partner into his masculine, it has to be, oh, you have to lean more into your feminine and that will naturally invite him up. Um, and so those three things for the masculine, they don't like to be controlled, criticized, or they don't like a closed off partner. And for the feminine, they love to be seen, understood, and protected. So if you're a male listening and you're like, how can I, how can I invite my partner more into her feminine? Well, that's it. Make them feel safe with whatever they're feeling. Don't make them feel like they're bad for having emotions. They're bad for um, experiencing whatever they're experiencing. Make them feel seen and understood. And that will make them feel safe. And that will help them relax into their feminine. Okay. Same, same with the masculine, right? That's pretty straightforward. Watch the controlling, watch the criticizing, and then be open. And so on that note, I am going to end today's episode. Um, I will just tell you, like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you are wanting to really get into your feminine, so maybe you're a mom and you're constantly in go mode, or maybe you own a business or work outside of the home and you're just in do, 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 hustle, 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 and you really want to come home and within specifically within your intimate relationship, um, like I prefer to be in my feminine in lots of different areas, but specifically within my marriage, it just works better for us. Um, but music, music, dance, movement, not structured, tot- right? Because remember, like I said in the beginning, the feminine is very flowy and moving or move and movement, loves movement, um, loves expression. So music is a great way to just sort of transition out of your mind and into your body. Um, and then again, I could probably do a whole nother episode on some different tools to really use to get into your feminine. Um, this is something I like to do with my clients and create like their own toolbox, um, that they can kind of pull from and, and really, really gently and subtly, um, transition into that energy. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I really encourage you guys, if you are married or you're dating somebody, um, and this really is speaking to you, send this episode to them because, Like I said, over this past week, when we went to the retreat, it was super helpful for Paul to have a better understanding. And the way I was explaining it was not really helpful. So I really encourage you guys to send this, send this to your friends. If you know friends that are really struggling with controlling and criticizing, and we all have those friends where you're there, you're, you're witnessing them with their, their husband. And it's like, it's, it's super uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to like be in the room with them. Um, just based on the way that they're communicating with their spouse. So this might be really helpful. Send this to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is if communication in general is something you struggle with, I have a really cool offer and event coming up on November 9th, 10th, and 11th. It's It's an event on an app called Voxer. Voxer is just like Marco Polo or Slack. It's just a free app you download on your phone. But the point is you don't have to actually attend an event at your computer, get a babysitter, be present for an hour at a time. It's going to be something where I'm going to pop in with some teaching, three powerful tools on communication, because I feel like the experts miss a very important vital step. They just jump into teaching you what to communicate and how to communicate. And they they gloss over this first step. So we're going to start there. Um, I'm going to be sharing that on November 9th. And then I will open up the rest of the day for coaching and questions. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like you have a coach in your back pocket for three days for an incredible price. So come join me if you've been interested in coaching, or maybe you're not sure coaching is for you, but you definitely struggle communicating. Come join us. It's going to be super fun. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes below. 
um, and bring a friend. We'd love to have the more the merrier. So all the details are below and I will see you guys there. Have a great week.